Good morning. I want to welcome y'all to Memorial United Methodist. My name is Joe Kate. I'm the minister here. So grateful y'all are here. It's a uh, July 4th week crowd. I bet they come in at 9.05. I bet people will be pouring in. I want to give you the opportunity to participate in the prayer life of the church. If you would like for our prayer team uh, to pray for a concern that you have, uh, if you'll please raise your hand. An usher will bring you a note card and a pen, and we just ask that you write legibly. If you'd like for a card to be shared with the group but not read in worship, just note that on the card, and we'll make sure that we share that with our team uh, on Tuesday morning who prays for us uh, for every element of our community. We have an Exploring Memorial class today at 10. The social halls between here we are in the Family Life Center and the sanctuary. Uh, I'll walk you over there if uh, you can come find me and I can make sure that you get to the class. You'll learn more about us, more about the United Methodist Church, about our plan for the future, uh, those sorts of things. And we invite you to come today at 10. Uh, I'm going to call on Erin Knight, our um, Children and Family Director. She's going to tell us some exciting news. Good morning. So I am Erin Knight. I'm the Director of Children and Family Ministries, among other hats I wear here. And the thing I wanted to make sure you all knew about today was the um, beginning of a recycling program here. Now I've learned that informally people have been collecting bulletins and doing other great things already, but we're making it easy on you from this point out. There's one recycle bin over by the trash can in here, so you can put your bulletins in there as you leave. If you ever attend the 11 o'clock service, uh, you can leave them in your pews and they'll be collected. Um, and then check your classrooms. There should be a trash can of recycle bin, I should say, in every classroom soon. I think there are probably two or three classes that don't have them at this point, but we'll get them in there for you. If you find you're in a location that doesn't have one and you'd use them, just let me know. My email address is memorialumcaron at gmail.com. But I'm excited to do this. It's just one more way that we can take care of God's creation. Thanks. Thank you, Aaron. It's a really simple formula for any staff member now to write us. You um, write Memorial UMC, the first name of that person, at gmail.com uh, to get any person in our um, church. Uh, Mayor Danner wrote me yesterday and said that there is a prayer service tomorrow at First Baptist at noon. And uh, I'll be going to that. Some of our staff members will be going to that if you would like to go. Uh, you certainly can. So First Baptist tomorrow at noon uh, for a prayer service in response to all of the violence that's been uh, happening in the country of late. I'm going to call on Charlie Miller. He's going to tell us about uh, Saukahatchee. They were gone not this past week, but the week before that. It's something he's done a good bit of, and uh, this time he was a leader, if you can imagine that, Cindy Miller. So... Um I wanted to talk to everybody about Tuckahatchee um, because I wanted to make sure that there wasn't anybody who didn't know about it or, or had questions that weren't answered um, or had a desire to help out or, or be included or participate. Um, I just wanted to give the opportunity to know more about this program and um, possibly get you involved if, if that's something that you're interested in. But Tuckahatchee is a, is a service that's that's sponsored by the United Methodist Church throughout the state of South Carolina. And there's over 20, 30 camps, probably more than that now, I think this getting up towards 50. And uh, basically the premise is youth attend the camp, uh, there are adult leaders, and 
the, the camp director picks four or five houses that have serious problems, uh, whether it's a leaky roof, a crumbling foundation. Um, typically these are, are problems that are um, greatly deteriorating the home, not just aesthetic issues, uh, although we do uh, address those as well when we have time or the ability to do so. Um, so throughout the week, the kids uh, participate in repairing these homes uh, as you know, directed by adult leaders. They learn skills like using power tools, taking measurements, you know, framing, roofing, all these types of things that they can take back and use on your houses if your kids go. And, uh, um, and on top of that, they, they make a lot of you know, really lifelong friends in some cases. I know people who met their wife or husband at Sonkachi. So, um, if you if participating is for you, please let me know. It'll be another year before uh, Saucachi comes back around um, next summer, and uh, it might be pertinent to remind everybody of this again that it's it's out there and it's it's a, a service that you can be a part of. Um, if you, if you've got any sort of experience with construction or, or plumbing, electrical, anything like that, um, you can always be of use. Um, if you're if you're not. If you don't think that you can participate, but you'd still like to help out, um, there is a Saukachi that that's active in Greer, and I know this church has fed them meals in the past. Um, please reach out to me, or I know my mom, Cindy Miller, uh, has, has been involved with that in the past. You can always help with that. If you've got any sort of materials uh, or tools or a big truck or something that, that you would be willing to donate, um, please also get in contact with me. Uh, I know that the Greer Saukachi would love to have that support. And um, the last thing I'd like to say about it, um, you know, personally, and I know a lot of people have gone into Saukachi thinking, okay, I'm taking a week off work to, to go help these people. Um, I'm going to show them the love of Christ by selflessly giving my time. And um, I think a lot of people, including myself, find out at the end of the week that not only did they repair someone's home and make that person's life so much better, but you really work on yourself too, and you come out repairing on the other side. So I just wanted to um, put that on you and um, remind you about it and let you know that we are doing this, that it is a United Methodist ministry. It's a local ministry that helps this state. And if uh, you have the desire to help out or be a part of it, please let me know. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. I can drive crackers to somebody. I can get some Gatorades, bring them. You don't want me with a hammer or a stapler or a whatever, any of that. Uh, but I can crack jokes. Um, any, I believe that's it. I believe that's all of our announcements. So let's, uh, oh, I, I'm sorry, we do have one more. We have four things coming together in the next three months where we will need solid uh, contact information for you. Um, the pictorial directory is coming out and we want a solid roster. Even if we don't have every picture, a solid roster would be great. Um, the uh, Consecration Sunday will be coming in November. That'll be faster. That'll come faster than you think. Um, have, making sure that we have that right. Um, the child security check-in, and really every way that we are improving digitally, structurally. Um, so you're going to see a thing from Survey Monkey on Facebook and in your email. It's just your simple contact information. So we make sure that we get it exactly right. Do not figure that we have it. Don't figure that we have the right one. Figure that we have the wrong one and look, double check your cell phone as you're typing it in and your email as you're typing it in so that we make sure that we get it right so that we can uh, contact you when we need you. Let's begin our service.
Please stand and sing with us. speak through Joe, um, and that people's hearts will be open to hear what you have to say. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.
down Sing with me how great is our God And all will see how great, how great is our God You're the name above all names Worthy of all praise My heart will sing how great your neighbor. Children, come forward for the children's sermon. Good morning. Are y'all having a good summer? Uh-huh. You're doing anything fun? Anybody? Me. What are you doing? Cool. That's so cool. I haven't really done anything cool this summer. You know. You went to New York? Awesome. Okay. So, did you know that Jesus could walk on water? You did? Most people know that. It's pretty cool. Can you walk on water? Do you think I can walk on water? I can't. I can swim a little bit, like doggy paddle. Does that count as swimming? Maybe. I count it. So, did you know someone else could walk on water besides Jesus? Peter. Peter? You got this, girl. Okay. So, Peter was a disciple, right? Uh Yeah? Yep. And one day, Peter and some other disciples got into a boat and headed out into the sea. But Jesus stayed behind and prayed. He prayed for a long time, and then he decided to join his disciples. But by then, they were already three or four miles out to sea. Do you know how th- long three or four miles would be? A lot. A lot, yeah. I don't know how long that would be, but I can imagine pretty far. Like, I can barely run a mile, so I don't think I could do three or four miles. Um, but Jesus didn't have a boat. So, he simply walked right on top of the water out to where the disciples were. Do you think you could just do that? Wouldn't that be kind of cool to see? Like he just started walking on the water. But the disciples saw him coming and they were scared. They thought it was a ghost. But Jesus said, don't worry, it's just me. Then Peter said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come on the water with you. And Jesus said, come on. And Peter got out of the boat and began walking on the water towards Jesus. If Jesus told you to walk on the water, would you do it? 
You would? Y'all are brave. You can't swim? Yeah, I would be kind of scared because it's not like a pool. It's like the ocean and there's sharks. Um, but Jesus was there, so the sharks couldn't get you. Yeah, but I'm a scaredy cat, so I'm not very brave. But it was really windy and there was a lot of big waves when Peter started walking. Do you think you would be scared then if it was really windy and there were big waves? Yeah. I would be scared. You wouldn't be scared? Girl, I need to be like you. So when Peter noticed the wind and the waves, he got scared and began to sink. So he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus reached out and pulled him out of the water and saved him. You know, it's funny how Peter was doing fine walking on the water when he, start, when he started out because he was looking at Jesus. He wasn't scared and he wasn't really looking at what was around him. But as soon as he took his eyes off of Jesus and started looking at the wind and the waves, he began to sink. He should have kept his eyes on Jesus. And that's what we should do too. When we're in the middle of trouble and we keep our eyes on Jesus instead of on our troubles, it doesn't seem to be as scary. It doesn't mean that we'll be able to walk on water, which would be really cool. But if we keep our eyes on Jesus, our troubles will seem to be a whole lot less scary. You think we could do that? might be kind of hard, but I think it would be super worth it. So, will you pray with me? Dear Father, we thank you that Jesus is there to help us. Please help us to always keep our eyes on Jesus, especially when we have troubles. We pray this in his name. Amen. We have two concerns shared with us, and I have one to share with you as well. Uh, Ashley Shinnon is having surgery Thursday, if you'll think about her. Uh, to pray for all of the people uh, traveling this week and uh, basically all summer long. And um, mine is, uh, we have a committee, it's called the Staff Parish Relations Committee. They're basically the HR of any United Methodist Church and they do the evaluation and hiring of uh, all staff members. And we have uh, two open positions uh, for the next uh, two weeks as we try to settle it. Um, a financial secretary is a new position. Uh, Sherry is going to spend more time with her uh, family and her grandchild and the uh, um, contemporary worship uh, director position. Uh, Cindy and her family have decided to go another direction and so we're looking at those two uh, very critical uh, positions and I believe we have great candidates for both. So if you'll pray for us uh, in the weeks to come uh, that we can have a great staff. We've already had some uh, great hires this spring and uh, really benefited us, and I hope we continue to do that. <coughs> Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for Ashley, and we pray for her in the weeks to come. In the week to come, we thank you for caring doctors and nurses who uh, pour their heart, their mind into education and understanding, and uh, taking care of our bodies. We thank you for your loving, healing spirit that goes with us wherever we may go. We ask you to consider all those who are on the roads, they're tired, they're frustrated, they're looking at their phones, they're thinking about work, they're thinking about vacation. We pray for them. We pray for their safety. We pray for the Staff Parish Relations Committee as they consider uh, two critical tasks at this church. We ask that you be with them and the candidates interested in the positions. As we uh, take out your text today and we look at Jonah, we look at your call for his life, we look at his struggle and the people around him. Help us to put ourselves inside the story 
Help us to hear the story a new way, if we've heard it many times before, that we can understand what these stories on the water mean, meant for them, mean for you, mean for us. Inspire us this morning, Lord, as we pray the prayer your Son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. We continue on our theme of uh, creeks, lakes, and streams, uh, with so many of you going to one of those three bodies of water, totally different body of water, we thought it'd be fun to take out texts all through June and July in which people encountered God in some way or another on the water and learned something major about themselves, about the people around them, and about God. So today we're talking about Jonah chapter 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. So here's your first phrase. Time is a huge factor. Consider occupations in which response time is critical. What do those people need to do? They need to be listening. They need to get there quickly and safely. They need to assess the situation, and they need to act. We've got all kinds of people like that that we don't really think about much. And sometimes, if we're at our worst, don't think about them when they're behind us because they're trying to get to someone else until we are the person. We're the person either in that car, we're the person chasing behind that car, or the person that car is coming to. To listen, to assess, and to act. Now, Jonah's a prophet. He's a different sort of responder. But he is on call with God, as any prophet is, to be listening to what God is saying, to go where God tells him to go, to say what needs to be said to whomever. Whether it be a crowd of people who are brokenhearted over something that's happened, whether it be a crowd of people who are... Uh, uh, the equivalent of flipping cars over after a championship. They're excited and uh, they need to hear about what God wants them to understand. To the lowly, to the king, prophet has to go to whomever and say whatever God would have him say. Jonah rushes, but he goes in the opposite direction. The opposite direction of where God called him to go. And so the question is, Why? Grudge. Y'all have any grudges? If two or three people come to mind, you think, I don't know, if that person needed something, I'd be glad not to give it to them. Or if I was going to give it to them, I'd be slow to give it to them. I'd, you know, as I was going to give it to them. You think about some of the grudges you've had and how small the problem is. Jonah, to be fair, has a pretty big one. The people of Nineveh have bullied his people. 
They've done whatever they wanted, taken whatever they've wanted. And so when it's shared with him that if he doesn't do something about it, those people will be destroyed, Jonah goes, sounds amazing. Go get them. I'm going to run this way. Verse 4. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. So here's your second phrase. Running from the first emergency created another. I was supposed to go over there and fix that emergency. I didn't want to do that. So now I've run over here, and now there are two emergencies. The sailors are sailors, not rookies. I've been off the coast of the uh, uh, beach eight miles. That boat didn't seem big enough to be eight miles offshore. And I was a complete rookie and acted like one and will remain a rookie for life unless I get on something much, much bigger. These guys are sailors. They know this boat, and they know storms. And I guess, actually, experienced people know a good one and know to be scared better than rookies do. And these men are truly frightened. If you notice in the text, let's go back. Um, right there. See the lowercase g in verse 5? They each cried out to their own God. And they said, why don't you cry out to your God? I don't know who it is. Again, it was lowercase g. Nineveh doesn't yet know that something is wrong, and that's a problem. And the sailors know that something drastic is wrong, and that's a problem. There's now two emergencies that Jonah has um, created. Fun fact. Who else was asleep in the boat as the storm was raging? Jesus was asleep in the bottom of the boat as the storm was raging. And what did the disciples say, who were fishermen primarily? What are you doing? Don't you know something's going on? Don't you know to be afraid? It's interesting how many stories of Jesus' life will tie back to stories of the Old Testament. Verse 7. Then the sailors said to each other, Come. Let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them. And they asked, what have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. So here's your next phrase. From, from what people are you? They didn't ask any of this stuff as he was getting on the boat. They asked for, I guess, a fare. You know, give, a, give us money so that you can ride on the boat. And now that this thing is coming along, they're wondering, my goodness, who are you and what is going on with you? He says, the God of heaven who made sea and the dry land. 
Notice it's an uppercase now. And they're thinking, wait, the God who created the thing that we're on? And you didn't listen to him? You didn't do what he said to do? See, it's clear to them who are just now learning who this God is that he should be listening. It's not clear to him who's been not only following this God, but called to be a prophet of this God. It's not clear to him that he should be listening. Don't look now, but it's getting worse. Verse 11. The sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me in the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it's my fault and this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, uppercase, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man, for you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him, its capitals. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. We read about three days and three nights in the last two weeks. It causes great confusion. It's a time of questioning. It's a time of wondering. It's a time of reaching deep down and figuring out, what am I? Who am I? What am I supposed to be? And this phrase is, this story is bigger than me. You ever get a sense of that? You ever have a couple of things go your way or uh, uh, not go your way? Or you've been called to do a particular thing or uh, you have been asked to do a particular thing and you think, I don't know, I don't know if I can do that thing. Or in the midst of it, you really struggle to carry out what was agreed upon before. Instead, the thing that you want to do takes over. The way that you want to act takes over. The thing that you want to say takes over. What Jonah learned on the water that day. This story is bigger than me. I think this story has a lot to do with free will when we wonder if every single detail is already mapped out and there's not really much control that we have over it. Do you think that God wanted him to run from his responsibility and go do something else? I think God truly wanted him to go straight to Nineveh and do what he had to do. But his own free will took over. The thing that he wanted to do took over. So we can think to ourselves, things need to be done. And I am uniquely qualified. I've been called to do this task. And my inattention to these tasks may unravel multiple scenarios. You ever asked to do a really simple thing at the house and then you forget or you do something else and then it just unravels to some crazy thing that all started with put your bowl in the dishwasher? That's how it started. And then how in the world did we get here? Or um, can you take the car to get whatever tires checked before we go? And then, you know, I I really just wanted to see the end of this thing and then I forgot to take the car and then something happened to the car on the way and then we're going to talk about that now live we're going to settle this live that's going to go real well no 
this story is bigger than me. And he's about to learn a great deal in 72 hours. For three days. And there's a prayer in chapter 2. You can look at it. And when you start to think that you've got it all settled and all locked up and you don't have to be concerned and you get a little left or you get a little right, look at that prayer. He says, look, I shouldn't have done that. You're the one that knows what I'm supposed to do. You're the one that's called me. You're the one that's asked me to go to this place. I'm really going to get it together going forward from here. So the thing that steals the story, and rightly so, especially because it leads with children, is the fish. Um, but as Aaron said in her post about a Wonderful Wednesday, it's a lot to do with God's grace. It's a lot to do with opportunity. It's a lot to do with free will and what we can do with or without it. So as you are called to do particular things, as you're asked to do particular things in this church, as you feel a call to do particular things in your family or in your community, figure that you are not on a railroad track. You've got choices, given your talents and the opportunities before you. And uh, even though we're going to fail a couple times for any number of reasons, we can pray to our God, help me, Lord, stay on task. Help me do the thing you've called me to do. Help me to proclaim your name regardless of whether I love this person or I have a grudge against them. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand and join me with our modern affirmation. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. It's now time uh, for our tithes and other offerings. I'll tell you, the Finance Committee meets a week from today, and we'll be reviewing the online giving practices and the ways that you can give. Um, but uh, we already have the ability for you to give online. It will be posted in the bulletin and on our screen as soon as we set up um, the different line items that we want to share with you.
Y'all are something else. Amen. <laughs> right. Think about it. Every time you see a body of water this summer, as you're going over on the bridges, as you're going out to the lake, as you're going to the beach, recognize God's creation and the uh, great uh, joys that people had in that water, the great struggles people had in that water, and the love that precedes it all, goes before it all, and goes after it, that we are called into God's name. Go forth in peace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit go with you all. Amen.